Lots to get to this hour. A little later, Sergeant Chris Rabbit, Battle Creek Police, will drop by with a few tips on how to stay safe and stay a step ahead of the criminals. And we'll get a preview on tomorrow's Radio Free Hillsdale Hour with Scott Bertram, the host and producer of that fine show, which comes your way Saturday morning at 6. Well, they were busy up in Lansing. They got it done before the uh, deadline. That's the state budget, and uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit right now as we welcome into our studio here at 390 Golden Avenue, possibly for the final time. State Senator Dr. John Bison. Good morning, Senator. Good morning, Tim. It is so good to be with you today, and I consider this historic. Yeah. Right. The uh, the room we're sitting in right now has been here since 1948. Uh, the WBCK uh, studio has broadcasted from this room since 64, mm-hmm. previously in the Milton. Wow. And uh, I didn't realize that you had moved over. Yeah, there was a big fire there in the late 50s, and uh, not a big fire, but it was a a pretty big fire. And uh, so they then built the addition on the transmitter building here, and in 1964, WBCK moved out here to 390 Golden Avenue. But the transmitter's been here since 48, and so we'll kind of go full circle. We'll uh, end up back downtown in the Battle Creek Tower, which is the other tall building, Mm -hmm. Uh, as soon as we get that uh, all renovated and set to go. so It'll be uh, great being with you there, but I have very much enjoyed my time with you here, sir. Well, and I also, uh, Senator, the budget that you guys passed yes. was $70 billion? Just shy. It's uh, 96 and change. I, 69 and change. So what I mentioned earlier when I promoted this is uh, that our elected representatives have uh, spent our money like drunken sailors, uh, but some of that drunken sailor money coming back our way. And so at least we have that. Uh, but I looked up, I think Rick Snyder's last budget was 40 bill or a little, it south, was. A little south of 40 billion. So we've almost doubled it. Um I don't get it. Why, why, why does it seem to be increasing so much? Well, you have to understand that uh, that was about 13 years ago. And this year, we had an uh, influx of dollars from the federal government. And with the other dollars that had flowed through the state, we had a great deal more spending. So sales tax are up. We had, uh, with COVID, a lot of people staying home. So our cigarette taxes and our alcohol taxes no. are up unfortunately unfortunately is right uh, but uh, they are and it uh, even though we have that much in a budget there is still a lot of money that we have not allocated as of yet oh really uh, we have uh, uh, 4.4 billion dollars that went directly from the federal government to our county cities townships and villages for local government and uh, we didn't touch any of that that was all uh, to the feds but there is that that multiplier effect from throwing that much money into the economy. Um, we have $5.64 billion that went to the state, and uh, this is the state fiscal re- recovery program fund that uh, the feds are giving out, and uh, that is uh, nearly $5.7 billion that we have not allocated as of yet. So I guess the short answer on the drunken sailor comment is 
hey, we've got the money. It's an opportunity for us to fix some things uh, that desperately need fixing in our state. And I have to say that in the Senate, it was not about spending the money quickly, but spending the money wisely. And we are looking mainly for one-time spending because these are one-time dollars. If you increase everybody's pay, they're going to expect that same pay the following year. Right. And we may very well not have the money at that point in time. Yeah, it's it's like the uh, police officers that were supplied a few years ago. Every mm-hmm. community got another extra 50 officers. But the, the criticism was, okay, when that money runs out, what are we going to do? Lay them all off? How are we going to continue this? So you look for projects that you think are going to have a payoff afterward without having to invest more money, like the one where talking about this morning two million going to uh, help out the mccamley plaza hotel i think that that's going to be uh, instrumental for not only battle creek unlimited but it's also going to be helpful to uh, very helpful to the city uh, i think that mccamley project is one that uh, we cannot allow to fail and um yet its track history has been not stellar and so the question becomes what else are we going to need to change in order to bring people down to the core inner city and uh if that is even a viable option these days yeah i think there are a lot of people that agree that that's a very important cog in our whole downtown economic development uh picture uh you know for instance uh kellogg arena is attached to that hotel and right now it's pretty hard to pitch that arena to big groups who want to have a convention. It's really hard if you don't have uh, housing nearby, and uh, that's one of the reasons. I am optimistic in that they're trying to make this a teaching hotel. As I understand it, they have uh, associations with uh, uh, the Grand Rapids, uh, Grand Valley Community, Grand Valley University, I think, mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah, and um, they're supposed to be having people in the hotel business actually working there. Perhaps some twenty percent of the employees, but they're getting experience, and they'll be doing rotations, and that may improve the quality of the service. That may improve uh, how things are run, or or it may not. This this will be something that'll be new to Battle Creek, but has been done elsewhere. Well, and we see that with other things like, you know, even the Brass Band of Battle Creek or the uh, Barn Theater in Augusta. Once they bring that teaching mechanism into it, uh, it opens up, uh, you know, a lot of uh, possible funding opportunities uh, that, that may offset some some other things that are inherent problems. And and also kind of as a, you know, a built-in uh uh, I guess audience, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, you know, if you all of a sudden have a bunch of students that are involved in learning, then you have uh, their whole circle of friends and family that uh, want to come in and, and check it out. I think that we're seeing that also in the healthcare field with the residency program that we have, and we do hope to uh, keep some of those new residents that are uh, coming in, rotating at the hospital and over at the um, center, the family health center. Mm-hmm. The McCamley Plaza project, I guess, uh, Joe Soborowski, uh, BCU, says yeah, they're going to need north of $40 million to really pull that off. So $2 million doesn't seem like a lot, but it all adds up. The, the community support adds up. I think that he's very close to the numbers that he needs at this point in time. 
And I am hoping that uh, that couple million dollars, although it's small in relationship to the entire project, may be enough to push us over the top. Yep. If we get Doubletree uh, by Hilton in here, it really legitimizes it all of a sudden. Uh, there are a lot of people that look for that when they're looking for a place to stay in the area. And also to the visitors coming in, saying that you're going to be staying at the Doubletree, I think may have a great deal of appeal. Yep. Also, uh, there's a bunch of other stuff in that budget. One of the uh, local things, uh, we got a note, uh, a press release from Representative Hodzma uh, that our city hall's finally going to get work. So maybe the chain link fence around city hall will disappear one of these days. It probably is going to be a very nice uh, uh, location if uh, we're putting another million dollars towards the renovation and the changes at the city hall. But at that, too, it's a very historic building, and it it seems to be very important to uh, the culture here at Battle Creek. You know, it, it uh, uh, is, in my mind, a, a great use of the money, and uh, hopefully it's going to last a long time. You know, this is one of those hopefully transformational changes that we're going to be seeing, and yeah. um, we all enjoy that. The budgets that I personally have uh, that they asked me to watch over are the judiciary and the corrections budget. And we spend a lot of general fund money on our corrections budgets. Uh, we had a 50, I'm sorry, it's a $500 million decrease, um, largely due to a uh, decrease in the number of uh, prisoners that we are housing. Uh, overall, we had a 0.2% increase, increase in the budget, but that's with a 1.5% reduction in staff. And uh, now we have about uh, just over 200 employees. Uh, we're going to be expanding our corrections officers. One of the, the things that I guess I don't mean the corrections officers themselves. We're not putting anyone on the rack. Uh, it'll be stretching the number of uh, the number of officers that we have. Uh, yeah. We have uh, uh, 800 new officers that we anticipate uh, training. Uh, that's a hard job, and it doesn't pay the very best uh, in government either. Right, and if you don't have uh, uh, enough, then the stress level is raised on the guys that are there, the men and, and women who are there. It is, and we've had uh, some corrections officers uh, committing suicides a few mm -hmm. years back. We've put, uh, I want to say, $200 million towards a wellness program for these officers simply because of the stress that they have. Um I'm sure that Sheriff Hinckley is going to be happy to know that we have uh, $14.8 million uh, for the, his county jail reimbursement program where when he houses prisoners, uh, the states to pay and uh, for those prisoners. And uh, we allotted uh, $15 million for that. Um, there is a new program that we're going to be hosting. It's just a pilot program. It's just $300,000. Not that $300,000 isn't just, but um, this is for the post-release management of many of the convicts. We're going to be uh, doing this as a pilot program in Kalamazoo, and it's uh, in conjunction with IBM, and they're going to try to computerize the system so that when the convicts get released, they get the benefits that uh, they deserve that they're supposed to be signed up for. Mm -hmm. If they have mental health challenges, it'll follow them through 
the uh, convalescence or the uh, rehabilitation uh, of the uh, um, people that we are sending out into public society again. And hopefully this will decrease uh, recidivism because we would very much like to make sure that uh, once you get out of um, paying your debt to society, you have a place to go, that you have a place where you fit into society. Mm. And I was talking to a member yesterday who said that uh, when people get out after 10, 15 years and you hand them a cell phone, they say, this looks nothing like a phone that I have ever seen. You know, this is something new and different. And, oh, how do you use this? Yeah, good point. The world changes fast. And uh, so sometimes we need to give people a leg up so they're going to be successful when they get out. So State Senator Dr. John Bison is our guest this morning. And I want to ask you about just a few highlights uh, of some other things in the budget when we come back. Thank you. State Senator John Bison with us here this morning, talking a little bit about the recently passed state budget. Uh, you know, I was kind of joking around, kind of about uh, the legislature spending like drunken sailors, because uh, it is a seventy billion dollar budget. Uh, it's it's pretty high, but you, they they have shown some restraint. We're not spending everything. We are not. Uh, as I mentioned before, we have uh, some of the. Uh, federal aid dollars, about $5 billion of federal aid dollars that uh, have not been allocated as of yet. But also in our general fund, we still have about $1.8 billion in the general fund dollars that um, give us a great deal more opportunity. Um, And this has been an exceptional year simply because the government decided to go into such great debt. And if we don't spend the money, then we lose the money and somebody else spends it and we still end up in that much debt. And so the question becomes uh, how many people will be not utilizing their federal funds. And um, I agree that the federal government needs to get control of of the spending at that level. Yeah, but along with that, though, even at the state level, if the money's going to be spent, uh, then we need people in the trenches saying, well, all right, good, we need our share of that because we have some big needs in our community. I was talking to Steve Frisbee, who had, uh, I want to say, $5 million for uh, emergency response, and I'm sure that um, um, there are still going to be needs throughout the community. It seems like uh, everyone wants to have just a little bit more of whatever it is that they are getting. And that's something that keeps many of my days very, very busy. The other budget that I was uh, shepherding was the judiciary, was the judiciary budget. And um, that was a reasonably big increase. Uh, It was about a 2.2% increase, which uh, translates into about $7 million. But last year, we cut way back because of COVID on the judiciary budget because the judiciary wasn't meeting in person. And because of that, uh, we had a huge reduction. And so I think that a 2.2% increase when we cut them back so much is not an unreasonable place to be. A lot of that money is going to a judicial tenure commission. Uh, that's about $1.5 million. Um, And that's to increase the size and the function of the Judiciary Tenure Commission. 
This is a commission that watches over the judges. And when a judge is accused of something inappropriate, it oftentimes will go to the Judicial Tenure Commission, and they are currently about two years behind in those investigations. And we're really hoping that they can get caught up. We increased uh, one position in that uh, attorney and uh, also allowed them to have a contract attorney that they could bring in as they needed to. And we're hoping that another couple of people are, are going to help them get through the backlog that we have. It shocked me that when a judge has significant charges um, that are being placed against them, they're allowed to act as a judge until the final ruling. And uh, to have this process carry out for years, to me, seems like a miscarriage of justice. Yeah, and we need to get to the bottom of it quick, one way or the other, and uh, maybe this will help. Senator, thanks so much for uh, sharing some of the details of the uh, state budget. Still uh, plenty more to talk about. Maybe we'll get some of that next time and some of the other things you're working on. I'll look forward to that. Thank you so much for having me, Tim, and good luck in your new location, sir.